Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Maria Altman. And if you're looking for variety in your new restaurants to try this month, our friends from Sauce Magazine have it for you in this month's hit list. Joining me to talk about the new openings in the region and big news for local chefs honored by the James Beard Foundation are Catherine Claney, Sauce Magazine Managing Editor, and Heather Hughes. And Heather, I don't think I have your title. I'm also Managing Editor. She's Digital I'm Print. Okay, wonderful, because I saw that and thought, you can't both be Managing Editor, but, <laughs> we, we, but we you are. Team. We tag team. Well, thanks so much for being here. Um, First, I wanted to start by talking a bit about the fact that we've lost some big names in the St. Louis restaurant world. We just learned today about Vince Bomarito Sr., the legendary owner of Tony's, uh, who passed away at the age of 88. Yes, uh, he did. uh, Sadly, we found that news out this morning. Um, He, as you said, was one of the people who's who's really very well known in the restaurant scene. A lot of people um, who are industry pros now have gone through his kitchen. Um, And Tony's has long been known as sort of the, the bastion of fine dining in St. Louis. It was, um, I think, well-known as being one of the few places where you had to have a jacket and tie to, to come in. Um, but they were also recognized for that customer service. They, um, The James Beard Foundation actually short long-listed them for the best outstanding best service, service a few yeah. years ago. So, And Vince Barrito is the, the guy who made Tony's that kind of restaurant. It was his family's place, but it was Tony's Spaghetti House before him, and he really... Elevated it, yeah, sounds like. Yeah, turned Absolutely. it into what it has been for decades and decades in St. Louis. He's a, a big name and a big... Uh, restaurant family. So we're very sorry to hear about his passing. And then just last week, Kim Tucci, the co-founder of the Pasta House, mm-hmm. passed away at the age of 78. So absolutely, you'd, you'd be hard pressed to find a St. Louisan who hasn't had at least one meal at the Pasta House <laughs> in, in their lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. This is another one of those people that's just had a huge impact on the St. Louis restaurant community. And both of these men have really had a huge impact on the St. Louis community in general. They were yeah. not only business leaders, but very big philanthropists. Mm-hmm. Um, and good friends, yeah, actually. They were. Um, actually, yeah, when we were um, writing about uh, Mr. Tucci's passing, we actually spoke to Vince Bomarito. For wow. um, to to sort of uh, get some thoughts on his friend mm-hmm. and, and his impact in the community, so very sad to to see both of these sort of local leaders um, uh, pass on. Yeah. Well, in the restaurant world, St. Louis though is is certainly has a number of chefs who are are making you know new names that are important for this area. And we had six St. Louis chefs who, who made it to the semifinalists in the James Beard um, Awards, and as well as a, a, a restaurant. Um, now there is one, so to speak. Yes, <laughs> we're in the finalist round. It's it's just like March Madness. Um, so Michael Galina, f- who is the chef and co-owner at Vicia, has been named a finalist for the Best Chef Midwest category. So he's in the running with four other chefs from the sort of Midwest area, which I think encompasses like five or six states, something like that. Um, So he's up against Michael Corvino of Corvino in Kansas City, Ann Kim from Pizzeria Lola uh, in Minneapolis, Jamie Malone of Grand Cafe in Minneapolis, and Christina Nguyen from Hi Hi, or Hey Hey, excuse me, in Minneapolis as well. So he's the only St. Louis semifinalist that's made it to the next round. We're very excited for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out the official winners at the James Beard Award Gala um, in Chicago on Monday, May 6th. So we'll be keeping an eye out on that and uh, watching Twitter very closely. <laughs> and obviously a really big deal to get a chef from a local area to make it to the finalist stage. But yeah. St. Louis is getting more attention in the past few years. Um, but, yeah, it's very exciting. It's, it's like the Academy Awards for yeah, food. Yeah, we always <laughs> compare it to, like, the, the Oscars of the food world to give people some sort of level of understanding. So. Right. Well, best of luck to Michael Galena. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about our, our hit list for this month, um, starting with the Midwestern Midwestern meat and drink. 
Yeah. Um, so this is a new restaurant from Chef Ben Welsh. If anybody uh, used to eat at Big Baby Q and Smokehouse in Maryland Heights, this is the same guy who is behind that amazing barbecue. Um, he teamed up with the team behind the Wheelhouse and Smart Bar. It's um, The Midwestern is just down the street from both of those uh, at uh, Spruce, um, right by the um, – sorry – Right by the baseball stadium. The baseball stadium. Yes. I was trying to think. The Cardinals <laughs> will be playing right. in St. Louis very soon. I'm from Chicago, very, which I shouldn't say here. I'm sorry. So, very conveniently located for opening day this weekend. Yes. And this week. uh, it's a very festive spot. The beverage director is Tony Saputo, who was previously at the Benevolent King. He is amazing. Um, if you don't drink, he makes wonderful zero-proof cocktails as well. Um, there are 200 American whiskeys there. It's a big I mean, meat and drink. It's equally um, yoked uh, on that front. And the barbecue is just amazing. Um, and a cool interior from pictures that I've seen. It's beautiful. It's all David Stein uh, woodworking tables and bar. Uh, the design is uh, really fresh, uh, giant ceilings. It's a really cool space. Um, and the quality of food meets that for sure. Um, I would recommend starting with the sampler platter if you go so you can get all different kinds of the barbecue that he makes. That comes with um, three ribs, two wings, a quarter pound each of turkey breast, pulled pork, brisket, and pastrami, two sides and cornbread. Wow. So <laughs> go hungry, but you definitely want to try it all. He's really, really good at what he does. Um, I personally think that his poultry is some of the best in the city, and this is a big barbecue city, so that's saying something. He does stuff you don't see a lot, too, like I've been seeing recently on Instagram, he's been pushing like beef ribs. He makes his own pastrami. Like that's not the kind of stuff that you typically see at a barbecue restaurant. You definitely expect pulled pork and baby back ribs. And he does a great job with those. But yeah. it's cool to see some of the different stuff that he does as well. And his pastrami is really good too. Yeah, it is. All right. Um, and then next we've got uh, Man Meats, which sounds like an interesting place <laughs> that went from a food truck to an actually brick and mortar in Florissant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so the owner, Bob Manakey, um, had a, well, it was really a food bus. It was sort of like a school bus that he turned into a food truck. Um, so then he decided to open a brick and mortar restaurant and found an old, uh, I believe it was a show me barbecue space in Florissant and decided that he was going to take that and turn it into his his first brick and mortar. Um, and it's it's really good. Um, we really liked the, he has something called a fork steak. It is so named because the pork steak is so tender that if you can't pull it apart with a fork, he'll give you a new one. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> it is it is appropriately named. It, it is really, really nice. It's a thick cut piece of pork. It's massive. You could easily share it between two people. And the whole thing just falls apart. You really taste the smoke and everything that he does. There's clearly a lot of time and effort put into into the that product. Um, another thing we liked was the Smoke Man Burger, which sounds a little strange. Um, and it's not what you're expecting. <laughs> it's when you... named after uh, right, Bob Manakee, it sounds like. <laughs> right. And, and um, with uh, man with two N's. Exactly. Makes it any better? I'm yes. Sure. <laughs> um, and the, the, when you smoke a burger, it's not that, that necessarily like juicy soft that you're expecting because it's been in the in the heat a little long but you get a completely different flavor profile out of it it tastes very strangely like a hot dog in, in a good way like it's it's all beef and it's because it's got that smoked to it it's um it was kind of crazy i've never seen a pink smoke ring around a burger before yeah. um but it was just really good we were all kind of addicted to it um, the brisket as well is really fantastic. He cuts it on the thinner side, but if that, um, you know, the flavor is still really spot on. Um, and then the side dishes are also great.
enjoyed too. We really liked the potato salad. The baked beans were just like a really classic barbecue baked bean. We were really impressed with what they were offering up there. Well, to kind of switch gears a little bit again, Cocina Latina is also on your hit list. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Heather. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so that one is in the Central West End. It's a combination of Peruvian, Colombian, and Cuban cuisine. So you'll see dishes from all different elements, uh, all, all three of those cultures there. And this is um, actually from the owner of El Paisano on Southampton. She's apparently wanted to do this for years and was just sort of waiting for the right time and opportunity to do that. My favorite thing there was the ceviche, which if anybody's familiar with ceviche, it's essentially um, raw fish that's been cured in lime juice. The idea is that it's chopped up very, um, very small, like a small dice, like a literal piece of uh, literal dye, Um, and then tossed with lime juice. And then in the Peruvian way, it's done with uh, ahi limo peppers. It's served with shaved red onion and pieces of sweet potato. It's a really generous portion. It's got to be over a cup, uh, nearly, you know, cup and a half of, of fish. And it's really fresh. It's really clean tasting. Um, it's really bright. It's an, like I immediately wanted to be sitting out on a patio in the sunshine drinking it. Um, it was still cold, but yeah. eventually maybe. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Um, the tostones were also really great. Those are um, twice fried plantains. Um, if anybody's ever had a plantain, it's much more akin to a potato than an actual banana, despite its appearance. And they're really good. You you chop them up, fry them once, take them out, smash them, and then fry them again. So it's like a really good French fry almost. Mm, that um, sounds so great. Really liked those. And then as far as main dishes, I really liked the ahi de gallina, which is a Peruvian chicken and rice dish, very traditional. And it's shredded chicken that's in this really vibrant yellow creamy sauce. And that color comes from the ahi amarillo peppers that are used. There's a whole list of different peppers and potatoes that are exclusive to Peruvian cuisine that are really, really cool. Is it is it a super spicy kind of cuisine or is it more just a little bit lower level it, than say maybe. It depends on the peppers, but nothing I had was particularly spicy. A lot of those peppers lean toward fruity, at least in my experience. I know, th- I mean, this dish that I'm speaking about is is definitely not spicy. It's it's very rich and creamy. So, they're yeah. really flavorful, but mm-hmm. yeah, not not very spicy. More like a bell pepper um, yeah. in a lot of ways, but yeah, fruity, like you said. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then, and this is another one I may need a little help with the pr- pronunciation, <laughs> petrichor. Petrichor brewing, you did it. Awesome. <laughs> it's a strange word. It means it's that smell of dust after a rain. Oh. Um, I tried to ask the owner about it, and he he just likes it, likes the word. Um, I didn't know what the deeper meaning there is, but it, it sounds good. Um, this is an O'Fallon. Uh, it's in a pretty residential neighborhood, and in the middle there's this new brewery. Um, I was very impressed that they are they opened with 11 house beers, which is way more Definitely. than you see a typical brewery opening with. Um, and they're doing a wide range of styles. Our staff writer went, and he really liked the chocolate stout that they have. Um, and then he also liked the IPA. He said was crisp and a little bit dry. So they're doing a, a wide range of styles. Um, right now, the menu um, is not... They have great stuff like uh he really liked the spicy cauliflower with harissa aioli they have snacks like they make their own french fries which are really good but eventually they're hoping to do a larger menu of arepas and um they're trying to perfect that recipe before sort of doing their final final menu all right well we have Mm -hmm. just about a minute and a half left and and for an interesting place the dog dog house soulard am i saying the dog house soulard yes what a a dog friendly bar you didn't come up with this sooner (laughs) i know (laughs) well and it's it's kind of fun because it's almost dog centric like the idea Mm -hmm. is you are welcome to bring your dog to their patio they're across from frenchman dog park in soulard they actually have a membership where like once you sort of pay a fee and then make sure you can verify that your dog's had all its shots and things like that Mm -hmm. they have like a separate like indoor space i think maybe 
I'm not I think that's for sure. the outdoor. Oh, that's for the outdoor dog park. park. Okay. Yeah, so it's across the street from an established dog park, and then they're doing their own where you can become a member. I think it's forty dollars a year, and yeah, you have to show that your dog has its shots and everything, and then they can run loose um, in this gated area. It's in the old Trops. Um, Tropical Liqueurs that was in Soulard. That's okay. the space it took over. Um, and so they have a bar program. And a lot of wonderful dog-related uh, yeah. cocktails. If anyone ever loved a pun, this is it. You can get the uh, the chihua- chia- chai huawa, excuse me, the Homeward Bound, the Snoop Dog, which our uh, writer Lauren really liked. Yeah, it's like a uh, riff on gin and juice. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, naturally. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but the food yeah. is uh, by Plantain Girl, Mandy Estrella, um, who we've talked about before. She does Caribbean-inspired um, flavors and stuff like that. The food portion is called the Good Bowl. It's a lot of rice bowls with um, all different kinds of meats, uh, salsas, uh, black beans, stuff like that. Um, the one that I really liked that we tried was called the Mr. 305. It had ropa vieja in it, uh, black beans, avocado, pickled red onion, cilantro. It's like a typical rice bowl, but the flavors were really good. Yeah. Well, it sounds great. So all, all five of these places sound wonderful. And thank you both, uh, Heather Hughes and Catherine Claney, for coming in from Sauce Magazine. Thanks much. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.